Welcome into another All-22 Daily. Ray and I are here to discuss the top quarterbacks of this 2023 draft class. And Ray, I'm going to ask you to kick it off talking about Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young, um, quarterback, Alabama, 5'10 and an eighth, 204 pounds with the combine, uh, hand size, nine three-quarter inches, arm length doesn't really matter for quarterbacks, right? Um, so in any event, most people know him by now, right? He was... Uh, essentially the um, number one pick assumed sort of going into this year, right? People have been talking about him for over a year now. Uh, and so uh, in many people's boards, he's likely to go one or two, right? Um, so Bryce Young, just sort of going to go through my notes and profile on him. Uh, he was the highest graded overall passer in the NCAA last year. And he graded well, both whether you're talking intermediate or deep passing. Uh, sometimes with uh, shorter quarterbacks, the worry there is the intermediate passing game right over the middle where that could suffer because they can't quite see throwing lanes. Clearly, they might have passes batted down. That's not exactly the case with Bryce Young. Uh, he uh, was 73rd in the nation and throws batted down at the line of scrimmage. So nothing really standing out there. So size wasn't much of an issue. Uh, and then really the, the crux of Bryce Young, when you really get into the brass tacks, the number one trait that I look for in any quarterback is pocket presence. To me, that is the most important factor at the position by far. If you're not uh, comfortable or you look to leave the pocket at times when you shouldn't, to me, that is the biggest red flag a quarterback could possibly have because it shows to me a lack of feel for the game, that the game might be moving too fast for you uh, or you're feeling pressure that isn't there or you can't deal with it effectively. But Bryce Young, his pocket presence is absolutely outstanding. His, his footworks, his movement in the pocket is just, it's top notch and it's way advanced for an incoming rookie. And so to me, that's like the biggest indicator of success. And he gets an A++ in that category. Uh, moving on from there, I think the accuracy is there. Anticipation and timing is there. He's got the feel for the game. The you know arm talent is, is fine. Athleticism is there. I think the only thing and the I mean, the only thing you can point to as a concern is his size. So, um, but as I mentioned before, right, the batted passes, that didn't really seem to be an issue. And the intermediate passing game is there too. So in his game, you don't see the size becoming an issue, or at least it hasn't been so far. Could it be in the NFL? Of course, it's another step up. That's always a possibility and a bit of a concern. And then the shoulder injury, I don't think that's really a size thing. That's more of a, you know, was just making a play and, you know, landed on his shoulder wrong and, and uh, you know, had a bit of an injury there. It wasn't anything long-term. I think he was back in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, some people might want to, you know, check that out a bit more. And I'm sure they did at the combine. Medicals seem to be clear. And um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of the long and short of it on Bryce Young. Uh, I think to really sum it all up, when it comes to simply playing quarterback, I think he's a top guy for me. And then the only concern is, well, does his size hinder him at all moving into the next level? Yeah, it's a great analysis. And the question that comes back to me, and I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but you tell me if it makes sense. I think that there are elite players in every draft, and I don't think that he's one of them. But I do think that he has an elite trait, which is the pocket presence that you said. So he's not an elite talent overall, but he does have an elite trait, which is his pocket presence. He also has a giant flaw that people would point to, and that's his size, right? I agree with you. I don't think it's something that should hinder where he gets drafted. I would take him one or two overall. Um, 
But I think when you're looking at the other quarterbacks in this class and you're measuring him up against them, they are the prototypical size of NFL quarterbacks, and he's just not, right? There's only a couple quarterbacks that have been successful in the NFL at his size. It's Kyler Murray and like Doug Flutie. Um, besides those two guys, it's like far and few between. So uh, it's it's it should be a concern. Like it should be not a concern. It should be something that you maybe just are, are a little cautious with, right? You want to make sure that he has a good offensive line. You want to make sure he's not getting thrown around like Tua was. Um, so those are all things that I would consider when drafting him. So like, I think that there are teams that he's a good fit for. And I think that there are teams where if you don't have that offensive line in place, let him go somewhere else, like let him go somewhere that he can be successful or make sure that you have that long-term plan to get that situation right for him. Yeah, I get the concern, but if I'm drafting, right, if I'm, if I'm a, if I'm a GM and I think he's the best quarterback, I have a hard time not drafting who I think is the best quarterback. If his Mm. body breaks down, his body breaks down. But at least I know I drafted the best quarterback. If I start sacrificing that for size, right? I don't, I don't think that works out well. If he gets injured, he gets injured. It's just a risk you got to take. But outside of that, and PFF has talked about this on the pod too, right? As far as sort of the misnomer about size and injuries. So, you know, the big stout quarterbacks getting injured, you you think that they can withstand the beating, so to speak, but they actually get injured at the same or even a greater pace than those who are just, you know, 6'2", 200 or something like that, right? So uh, whether you're talking about a Cam Newton and how beat up he was at the end of his career, uh, Ben Roethlisberger was like, you know, just held together with bubble gum and duct tape. So uh, I do think it's it's something to be concerned with, but to me more so if you're going to have a concern about size, it's more so how does it hinder his actual game when he's on the field and not so much can he take a beating because with the way the game is anyway, like 75% of those hits are going to be flagged if it's bad enough and it actually hurts him. So um, I'm not too concerned there. It's more so does it impact his game moving forward? Right. And and what you said makes sense because I think the correlation is actually between injury risk and play style, right? So it's more about are you a running quarterback than are you just a small quarterback? Um, but I'm going to lead this into the next conversation, which is CJ Stroud. And I'm going to take that one, right? So CJ Stroud, I think, possesses the most high-end traits of the quarterbacks in this class. He has NFL-ready footwork, touch, accuracy, decision-making, arm strength, and like I said, size. And in my opinion, he probably has the best combination of touch and power of this year's group. So although he might not be elite at anything like Bryce Young is, I think he has the highest floor of the group, which leads back to the conversation we were just having, right? So if I am a team that maybe doesn't have the offensive line in front of me, do I, do I go for a guy like Stroud who I know can just be really consistent and really good? So in college, he had repeated success every single year, 2020, 83.7, 21, 92.2, 2022, 88.9. So really high PFF grading. So that that can be repeated onto your All-22 team too, right? That's a guy you draft and you hope every single week he goes in there and is just a difference maker, right? And I think that's what separates young, uh, Stroud from the rest of the group is he has that high floor. I think all of the other prospects have some kind of Achilles heel, whether that's young size, Richardson's inexperience and and kind of like ball placement, and then just a lot of Levis's game. I won't go into that right now. Um, 
But a lot of evaluators are kind of stuck on that Georgia game that Stroud had saying that, you know, it showed that glimpse into what he could be. But I would just kind of like pump the brakes. Yes, that was a great game and it shows a lot of good things. But it brought me back to Sam Darnold versus Penn State over half a decade ago where he showed a similar type of game where all the evaluators were saying that's the top NFL talent that we're looking for, right? But all of that is useless unless it goes to the right team, a team that can unlock that high-end talent. And that's what I, what I worry about with Bryce Young most. But I think the same thing could be said against uh, for Stroud. Just if you, if you have this guy with all this talent who shows high-end traits, but didn't show it in every game, that's a reason to be concerned. And don't expect that high-end game if you're not building that high-end team around him. But I think he could be a great player. Um, my comp for him is kind of like that big-bodied Tua with a little bit of a more you know, a stronger arm. Um, and you know, if he, you know, like Pokemon cards, right? It says like I'm a, I'm a fire, I'm a water, I'm an earth, whatever it is. If he was, if he had a Pokemon card, he would be a technician, right? Just like Tua. He's a guy that sits back in the pocket and just tears you apart, throw by throw, with his accuracy. Uh, so I, I, I really like Stroud. I think he's got a great future. Yeah, Stroud frustrates me because I think of the Ohio State quarterbacks to have come out in the last handful of years, right? Uh, talking to late Dwayne Haskins, uh, followed by Justin Fields and now CJ Stroud. To me, he's the best prospect or the quarterback I feel most comfortable drafting as a franchise guy. But then you saw in the Georgia game, he did sort of have to shoulder a load that pretty much no Ohio State quarterback has had to in years because they do have just those Decepticons at wide receiver. Their, their offensive line just gives them a ton of room, and they have its downfield passing game that uh, basically they could just wait for receivers to streak open downfield or just, you know, uh, escape the second or third window on a uh, an over route and then get a bunch of yak, right? I think um, that sort of lulled a lot of people to sleep in their evaluations as a passer when it came to Dwayne Haskins. And you see that that game, uh, that element of Justin Fields' game still kind of has to develop through the air because uh, he wasn't really challenged as much through the air at Ohio State, right? Things just kind of come easy when you're a quarterback in that offense, right? And so when it wasn't so easy anymore, Stroud made plays himself, whether it was escaping the pocket, getting, uh, you know, getting extra yards, making plays himself, moving the chains on his own. And I just wanted to see so much more of that because there were other times, especially in 2022, where the opportunity for him to do that was there and he didn't. He was sort of hesitant to actually go ahead and pick up yards uh, with his legs and, and make something happen. It, it just, he didn't, it's almost like he didn't want to put himself in harm's way in a sense. And so I'm not sure how to, how to deal with that in my evaluation is, was he protecting himself or, or is that just not a natural part of his game? And maybe he just played above his head in that Georgia game. Like you kind of mentioned there with the Sam Darnold's comparison from a few years back in the Rose bowl. I don't know, but I do think to be a successful quarterback in the NFL, he has to unlock a bit more of that. I think regardless of where, and not just because he's going to be selected highly and go to a team that doesn't have a great situation, but just because that's just sort of how the NFL is played these days. Quarterbacks have to make plays in the NFL these days. You can't just be a great passer and 
that's it. It, it takes more than that. It takes that feel. It takes that that extra ability, those critical plays. There's about four or five every game where you actually have to make something happen on your own. He showed against Georgia. He did that against Georgia and then pretty much nowhere else. So I don't know how to rectify that. But if Georgia's not an anomaly, then it's it's a great pickup, right? If you're If that's your consolation prize at two or three overall or something, then great. I don't think you can go wrong with that. Um, I just, I just don't know. I'm, I'm almost at a bit of a loss for words as to how to, how to deal with that. I think it, uh, that's why the Tua comp really sticks in my mind because of exactly what you said. In the NFL so far, Tua has not been a guy that goes and creates for himself, right? That offense has a ton of playmakers that make plays. Tua just has to get the ball to them, right? And even if you watched him this year, some of his throws that he made – he underthrew these guys by five, 10 yards and they had to go and make a play for him, right? So like it was never really on his shoulders to make those plays, but he is that technician still that led a team to success when he was healthy. The situation before this year for Tua was horrendous, right? And you saw like people were questioning, is Tua a guy? Can he be the guy? Can he be the guy? And then this year he proved that in the right situation, he could be. That's that's what I'm cautioning with with Stroud, right? Like I think he can be that guy, but if the situation's not there, expect him to look a lot like your one and two Tua, which isn't terrible, but is also going to leave you scratching your head saying, is this a franchise quarterback? Yeah, I hope he's not situation dependent um, because that would be the third in a row. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like to helmet scout, but... By gosh, if if you're the third Ohio State quarterback that comes into the league, doesn't have the best situation because most quarterbacks drafted highly don't, and you struggle and you don't take that next step, at least through the air, jury's still out on Justin Fields to be fair, right? We'll see how he fares this year. Um, but if that ends up being the case, I don't know, man. That That's just a tough pill to swallow. I, I, I like Stroud. I like his game. And I, I would like for the Georgia playmaker to be the norm. And I guess we'll just we'll see if that ends up being the case. But all in all, I think we like Bryce Young. We like C.J. Stroud. We think both of them are going to be great prospects, probably the one and two pick of this year's draft. So it's really exciting stuff. We're going to have more conversations like this over the next week. Uh, so please tune in and thank you for tuning into this one. If you haven't yet, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, TikTok as well at all22 underscore PFF and leave us a review wherever you listen or watch your podcast, whether YouTube, Apple, or any other uh, platform. So thank you very much for tuning in.